it was around June 2020 at that point where I got this intuitive hit to put the Excel tips on TikTok. And I didn't even have a TikTok at the time. And I remember that exact moment. It was kind of like a lightning bolt hit me. And my brain was like, you cannot make a TikTok. You are 27, you have a corporate job, you can't do this. And my gut was like, make the TikTok. <laughs> and I remember for like, 48 hours, my brain and my gut were at war. I was like, do I do this? Do I not? I don't know. Cause it, it seems scary and like super dramatic to like put myself out there in that way. This is the fighting entrepreneur, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to change the world. Learn how to start, build and scale a business in today's highly competitive business environment. Here's your host, the fighting entrepreneur, Anik Singhal. What's up, you crazy fighting entrepreneurs? Guess who it is? Your favorite person in the whole wide world, Onyx and all back today. Uh-oh, I'm about to have a cat join us in the ring today. It's, uh, I'm not even gonna try to fight this person because she is just, she's a mogul in the making. I'm super excited. We're gonna talk about, oh, this is such a cool story. Uh, we're gonna talk about someone who's turning TikTok organic, free TikTok into up to $100,000 a day of course sales on a topic that I never, ever thought. If you put a gun to my head, I never thought you could sell $100,000 in a day about it. And this, every piece of this story just has me baffled. And if you're wondering what that topic is, it's Microsoft Excel. Yes, Microsoft Excel, spreadsheets. Uh, they're worth a heck of a lot more than I ever thought. So my, my I, Microsoft finally has my attention. It only took them 25, 30 years, but they have my attention. Um, There's gonna be a really fun interview. We're gonna get deep into not only her story, um, it's super inspiring, all right? Um, but in doing all of this, somehow she's figured out a way to build this business and she can still be what she calls a digital nomad. They don't even have a, she doesn't even have a home. She's just kind of traveling all around, doing what she wants to do. So really, really interesting. And the way I came across her story was traditional old, I don't know, some link I clicked on Yahoo or Forbes or one of the big boys that was talking about her. So we're really blessed today to have her on The Fighting Entrepreneur. I'm super excited about it. Now, before I bring her on, remember, onicpodcast.com to binge listen to all of our other amazing episodes. Make sure you click subscribe, leave a comment, click thumbs up copy paste the URL, send it out to your grandma. Let's spread this message. Let's spread the fighting entrepreneur all over the world and empower people to do what our guest is gonna share with us that she's doing today. So um, now I'm also gonna say guys, coming into this, I know very little. Um, I purposely just scratched the surface with her story and what she's doing. I Trust me, it's been like about a month ago that I booked her for this. And I have been itching to learn more about it, but I wanted to keep it organic for you so that I could ask better questions. So I don't know much, but without further ado, I want to introduce to, I want to bring on to our proverbial stage or our fighting ring here, Kat Norton. Kat, welcome to The Fighting Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. What a crazy story. TikTok, Microsoft Excel, I, I wouldn't put the two together, up to $100,000 a day. And let me ask you right out the gate, I'm gonna ask you some fire, like fire round questions, whatever that's called. Um, do you have any staff? Do you have a team? So I just put out an ad for a virtual assistant. So I'm working on hiring my first virtual assistant. And then I also have a very part-time assistant in the Philippines doing some like digital content type things, but everything else has been me. 
That's so crazy. So, okay. So no big team, no big staff. Uh, you're on the road most of the time. Um, about how much time would you say in a given week you're putting in to run this business? It depends on if I'm launching a course or not. So if I'm launching a course, that's more like finals week for me. And I'd say I do about like 50 hours a week to launch a course. And I usually turn them in about a week. And then if I'm not launching a course, I do maybe like 15 hours a week. Yeah. So 50 hours a week would be kind of common. That's like for everyone, that'd be like a normal week. But for you, that's like, that's a go, go, go week, right? So I want everyone to understand. So because every time you hear stuff like this, I want everyone to understand myself. Oh, maybe she's power hustling or this or that. Now, are you like sponsored by Microsoft or some big company that would help springboard you to the top in this topic? Or did you just start from scratch and... It was your charm and cat that brought it up to where it is today. Yeah. So I started the whole thing completely from scratch. I didn't even have a TikTok when I started it. But since then, I've now formed partnerships with Microsoft. I'm a Microsoft MVP now as well. Yeah. So that's now, not before. And that wasn't something you used to, you know, it's not like Microsoft has a mole in TikTok that they inserted and they're, you know, fun rolling her from behind the scenes. I actually read that somewhere. Uh, that's why I came up with that joke. Someone was like, oh, she must be like injected into TikTok by Microsoft. I'm like, it's not a secret operative. Like, she's just, you know, like, okay. How long ago did you start? So all of this success, how long has it been? Yeah. So I started the business in June of 2020 was when I put out my very first TikTok video ever. So you dared to start a business right in the peak of the pandemic, which is, oh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So we're not even two years in. We're about a, almost two years soon, almost two years. Um, are you public about kind of like, I know you're saying average 100, you, you've done up to $100,000 a day. What's like an average day look like? Just, just good old day. How much it really do? depends on what I'm running, what I'm doing. The whole thing is just very, depends on what's going on on social media. I also have an ads team now that puts out ads for me. So it depends how the ads are doing. It's very, really depends on the day, but the business has grown to a seven figure business now. Wow. That's amazing. So tell us how you got started. June, 2020, what were you doing before that? What made you go on TikTok and why Excel? Like that's been a question I've been wanting to ask you. Like, why is that the thing that you chose to be you know, Miss Excel, as you say. By the way, guys, her TikTok handle is Miss, I think it's Miss.Excel, is that right? Yeah, so M-I-S-S.Excel, uh, go check her out. She's, I have to say, you're fun. You make Excel fun, and I have a feeling that's probably a big part of it, but half the time, you just look like you're having so much fun in the video. I don't even see the, see the messaging, but go ahead. I want to hear your story. What got you into this? Yeah, yeah, so... Before doing this, I was working at a company called Protivity. It's a global consulting firm. And I started working there straight out of college, graduated from Binghamton University in 2015, and then got my MBA there the following year, graduated 2016. And really during that MBA program is where my love for Excel began. And all my classes were pretty much in Excel and I was learning about Excel modeling and I really fell in love with the program. So then by the time I started work, my first big corporate job, this was in 2016, I kind of became the subject matter expert in Excel at the company. And within a few months, I had been keeping track of all the Excel questions people were asking me. And for fun, I built out an Excel training course. 
And then one of the managing directors looked over my shoulder and was like, well, what you doing over there? And they were like, we need to show this to someone. And the company totally supported me 100% and had me flying around the US hosting these Excel training events on the side of my day job where I was doing securitization reviews for banks. So that's kind of where the Excel and the teaching came to play. I was also an education minor in school. So education was always kind of a path I was going down as well. And this was just an amazing passion project for me to be able to combine them together. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That okay. So now that makes sense. You you were you got passionate about Excel just through the education process, and it's just something that you ended up teaching as part of a corporate job. So how did that transform into? Did you end up leaving that job? Did you start your TikTok channel while you still had that job, or did the pandemic have something to do with this, or is just you know coincidental timing? Absolutely. So this was now go back to March of 2020. I stopped traveling every week for work. So before this, for three and a half years doing the securitization reviews, every week I was flying to a new state. And then I found myself in March of 2020, truly back at my parents' house and was like, what am I doing with my life? So I went deep on a spiritual journey to really figure out what lights me up and what do I actually want to do on this planet? What impact do I want to make? And during that process, through lots of meditation, I did inner child work, shadow work, essentially rewiring my brain. So well, backstory, I grew up with an anxiety disorder. I hated any attention on me, which most people would not guess given what I do now. But I really, I had a lot of stuff to rework, a lot of limiting beliefs. And after a few months of doing that really diligently, it was around June of 2020 at that point where I got this intuitive hit to put the Excel tips on TikTok. And I didn't even have a TikTok at the time. And I remember that exact moment. It was kind of like a lightning bolt hit me. And my brain was like, you cannot make a TikTok. You are 27. You have a corporate job. You can't do this. And my gut was like, make the TikTok. And I remember for like 48 hours, my brain and my gut were at war. I was like, do I do this? Do I not? I don't know. Cause it, it seemed scary and like super dramatic to like put myself out there in that way. And I, I still remember I didn't tell anybody besides my mother and my boyfriend. And I secretly created Miss Excel on TikTok. So I remember looking at the Excel space on TikTok and there really wasn't anything going on at the time. I was like, okay, there could be a big area for this. And I had the vision of the Excel screen above my head to that song, the Drake song, Tuesday slide, left foot up, right foot slide to the left and the right function. And meanwhile, I've never video edited. I was sitting there like, I don't even know how I would get an Excel screen above my head in a dancing video. So I did some research. I hopped on YouTube. I watched a bunch of videos and taught myself how to video edit and then did a dry run where I tested out getting a screen above my head and it worked and it looked cool. I was like, all right. So I batch made a few videos. June 7th was the first one I put out in 2020. And I was doing one a day. And then by the fourth video, it reached 100,000 views. And this was on the X wow. lookup, the newer function at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, it started getting pushed to all these people I knew. And then by the sixth video, the CEO, the CEO of an IT company had reached out to me 
and was like, hey, I love your teaching style. I have contracts with school districts and we're looking to create training videos for G Suite products because this is when all the schools were starting to go digital with the pandemic. So I'm clearly more of a Microsoft gal, but I was like, you know what? I thought I could learn this quickly. So I started creating videos and selling them back to this company and formed my first LLC, got a ring light, a green screen. I moved my furniture out of the way in my childhood bedroom. And after work, during my day job, I was coming home and just like working on these different videos and the Miss Excel content as well. Wow. Okay. So did you, was your uh, TikTok channel Miss Excel from the get-go or was something different and it changed over? Yeah, it was Miss Excel from the start. I still remember like thinking of the idea and I was back and forth on it, but I was like, you know what? I, I vibe with this Miss Excel. And then when I actually, I went to get the handle on Instagram, it was taken, but I ended up getting it later on. So now my handles match. It's M-I-S-S dot Excel on both. Nice. Okay. So you're still working your corporate job. This is something you're doing in the evening. What I don't understand is where that idea came from. Was it, did you see someone, did you see a TikTok? Like the idea of you dancing below the functions that you're giving people for Excel, was it just, you saw that TikTok was all about dancing and you're like, okay, maybe I can transform that. Or to me, I'm like, I, I just would never think that, right? You, you would immediately go to thinking like, hey, everybody, this is how you do this function and this code or whatever, but you went and made it fun. How did that come about? It was really just an intuitive hit. So okay. I had written down all the things I personally love to do. And if you know me, like I'm always dancing. Dancing is like my jam. I'm always just moving. I love music. I was on the radio station at my high school. I've always been a music junkie. So between the dancing and the music, and then I loved Excel. And when I was like taking that step back on my spiritual journey, trying to find like what my purpose is, I'm like, okay, what if I had a job that combined all the things I loved. And then I just got this vision where it was the Excel screen above my head. And I'm like, can I make this happen? So I've always been a very creative person, especially as a kid, very entrepreneurial vibes as well. Like in kindergarten, I was selling paper fortune tellers in the cafeteria. In third grade, I made like a little newsletter. and was like selling it door to door. And then in college too, I created like a jean shorts company on Etsy and was selling customized by Kathleen jean shorts. So I've always kind of been like doing things and looking for a creative outlet. And throughout my years in corporate, I really didn't have that. And I never really felt as fulfilled where this was just like, wow, a cool place where I can be creative and help people at the same time and make more of an impact. And that's really where it all just kind of like trickled down. Yeah. And I think the most inspirational part about this is, guys, if you're listening and you think like, I don't have an idea. I mean, look at this, right? The, the, she took things that I just would never, in my personal opinion, put on the same table, dancing music and excel. It, it just, it, it would be like, what are you talking about? These are the weirdest ingredients to anything when together, right? Individually, they're fine, but she focused more on her, what she wants to do, what makes her happy. Turns out it makes a bunch of other people very happy too. So if everyone's listening to this, I take this as like the first inspirational point from Kat's story that I really got was, I just, I remember when I read your story, Kat, I just kept saying, how with Excel, right? Like that was a part that just, but I think that's the most inspirational part. Okay, so Kat, your first four videos go up, you're doing a video a day. Um, have you kept that rhythm up, by the way? Is it still a video a day? Did you up it or down it? 
No, I definitely downed it. Um, I'd say I kept that up for like the first month. And then within three weeks, I went quote unquote viral on TikTok and reached 3.6 million views in a couple of days. And I looked down at my phone and I had a hundred thousand followers. And I was like, Oh boy. Like if you would have seen my personal Instagram account before this, I was not an influencer type at all. And I was like, how do I even handle this? Like, what do I do? So I just kind of kept following my gut and my intuition. I created an Instagram about a few weeks after, because this is when everything was going on in the news, like TikTok, it's going to get banned in the US. So it's like, all right, I got to hedge my risk here. I'm going to create an Instagram too. And I remember when I did that, only 2,000 people pulled over from TikTok. I thought, you know, at least like 20, 30,000, I had 100,000 on there, but it really it was totally different audiences. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I just got to go viral on Instagram. And this is right around when Instagram reels were coming out. So I went in and started converting my TikTok content into reels, which a pro tip that I do is I create everything off the apps. So that way they can be used more of an omnipresent approach across multiple apps without the watermarks. Because if you are sharing TikTok watermarked content on Instagram and vice versa, it won't do well in the algorithm. So I just was editing and doing and creating everything off and then was just posting on both platforms until both ended up going viral multiple times. So what's your rhythm now? Like, what did you evolve from a a video a day to what did you find kind of works best with your, you know, sanity, I would say? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on like my lifestyle and what I'm doing, where I'm traveling. Like I was in Miami for a couple of weeks. I didn't really post and then I'll come back. And if I'm in a big house and I have good lighting, I'll make more content. So I really just don't even follow rules with it. I kind of just do what feels good for me when I get like an amazing idea, you know, I run to my computer and start making it. So I kind of just follow the inspiration with it. And then with that method, I had gone viral, I'd say like maybe 10 times across the platform since then. And each time I do, it's like my largest one in October, November, I think it was in 10 days, I grew 200,000 people on Instagram. Wow. That's amazing. So Interesting, because you are the first person, and I've interviewed and met so many people who do social media, um, because it's a big interest of mine, right? So I'm trying and planning to get big into it this year. And every single person says, you gotta be diligent, consistent with your posting schedule. And and you're saying, meh, I do what I want, when I want, how I want, and, and I let the system figure it out. Yeah, I mean, for me, like my technique is, energy overrides the algorithm. So I do work on my energy on myself. And when I'm showing up in that place, that is like, this is the best content you could ever see. And I'm so passionate about it and fueled up about it. That's when I put out the content versus, you know, I I like the quality over quantity. I'm not just going to make things to just like push them out and like stay in the algorithm. And like, for me, it's really, I don't operate from a place of like scarcity and fear. I just operate from abundance. And I come from a place where it's just like, okay, when I'm ready to share, like this is going to be abundant and come in with that expectations. And then it all kind of follows. That's been really my whole business model is I just come in from a place where mentally I'm 10 steps ahead where my business is. And then the business just follows. That's awesome. Good for you. Okay, great. So initially you started with the video a day um, and you do, do you still do your own editing, filming? I mean, you know, have you passed the editing off to a team now or is it just like keep it, you know, that content is yours and you you own every aspect of it? 
I still do it all. So for me, half of the creative process is in the editing. So I'm very particular about what I put where, how many seconds, like those 15 second Instagram reels and TikToks you see take me at least an hour each because I sit there over and over with like the teacher eye being like, okay, can the person learn this? Because these are complex topics that I'm teaching within 15 seconds. So I will sit there with the content over and over and reworking it and getting it to a place because it's kind of like my art. So half of it is like getting myself up there, getting my energy aligned, getting ready to shoot the content. And then I sit with it after in a creative state and I'm like, okay, what can I do? Like they, you know, even with my courses, I drop hundred video courses. I have 10 of them now that I've created in the last like three or four months. And I edit every single video because for me, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, they need, you know, a hamburger picture to pop up for three seconds to link this analogy and pop it down. Like I'm so particular. So for me to like sit and map that out for an editor, every second of every video, you know, like I'm pretty great with it now. I could whip a course out in a week. So I just like do it myself. So you said 15 seconds. Is that that still kind of your, is that a steadfast rule or eh, sometimes more, sometimes less? Depends on the song, depends on the trend. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but usually I'm around that marker, maybe like 25 seconds, seven to 25 seconds, I'd say is my usual range. Got it, got it, okay. And so, and you didn't know video editing. It sounded like you went to YouTube and like figured it out and learned it. What do you use? What I'm just curious, I love video. I love video editing. I'm not good at it, but I, I like it. So as you can tell from my set, I like building these things, but so personal curiosity, what do you use to edit your videos? Absolutely. So I use WeVideo and I still remember finding it. I literally Googled what is the easiest video editor and we WE video came up and I learned it in a 40 minute YouTube video. It's so simple, so clean, easy to use, especially if you're not familiar with video editing and it does everything I need. So I've stuck with it for the last year and a half for all my courses, all my content, everything. Is it just an app on your phone or you use your desktop or desktop? Desktop. I do it all on my desktop. Cause I used, um, so for my short stint, uh, I have a secret, uh, TikTok channel that I went on and I, I was just trying to figure the algorithm. I was just trying to play and I've been viral on it a few times, but it was just random topics, things I don't really want to be known for or followed for. Um, and eventually really upset TikToking. that handle got kind of, you know, shadow banned, I think we would say. But during that time I learned to use an app called InShot. And I was, I've never been more impressed with an, an app in my life because it is on your phone and you can edit videos and it's really good and it's super easy. Um, so anyways, I, it, there are so many editing tools out there. So for anyone who's watching says I can't edit, cause if you actually see cats videos, they look pretty dang well edited. I actually thought you probably have someone editing them. Um, but these tools nowadays are just, they're just awesome. Okay, so let's go back. June seventh, twenty twenty. You launch four days. You're like, "Whoa, I have a hundred thousand views." How long from the day that you launched it till you could track your first like income moment back to TikTok, where you're like, "Holy crap, I just made some money off of these views." Yeah. So I mean, indirectly, by the sixth day, I had a side hustle. So that was a more indirect income source because I was working for that IT company creating content for them. So that was, and that's part of the great part about going online and creating content. You never know how you can make money. Like I didn't go into this looking to make money. I went into this just looking to help people. This seems fun. It's a little creative project. 
And within days, like a totally like left field idea comes out that like, oh, like I can get paid by a company to create content for them after six days of being a content creator, you know? And that's really like, that was one of those big expansive moments for me. And then I'd say I didn't start selling my own courses until November of 2020. I was just, you know, doing the side hustle, working the day job, creating the content. And November of 2020 was when I launched my first Excel course. I took two weeks off from my day job, played that I was on vacation, and I was in my living room shooting an Excel course. And it was like one of the most beautiful things I had created. I was just so proud of this course, still am. And I started selling that Black Friday of 2020. And then by January of 2021, so two months later, it was bringing in more income than my day job was per month. And at that point, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate my priorities because I was spending 40, 50 hours a week doing my day job. I just gotten promoted to manager and I was like, oh gosh, you know, there's a whole new skill set to be learning. And I didn't want to ruin my reputation. I was always known for giving 100%, going above and beyond. And I was like, I just don't have the capacity to be an amazing manager right now, you know? So I ended up putting in my two weeks, two days before my birthday as my birthday gift to myself, my sanity back. And I quit my job. My last day was February 1st of 2021. Oh, wow. And yeah. yeah. Just, just a little over a year ago. Congrats on your, your freedom anniversary. That's awesome. So what, um, man, so many questions in that. Um, I want to go back to a comment you made that just, I felt like I really want to stress it for people. You said, when you do things online, you never know who's watching, what connections you make. And what's so cool, everyone, about the internet is that we are our own limitations. So with the internet, you can just do anything now. So Kat and I have absolutely zero mutual friends. I actually checked. I we there is no one in my circle that I could say, could you please introduce me to Kat? Which is not common for me. Typically I have there's almost someone in my circle, but I found her email address and I just sent an email. And I think it was like 12 hours later, she's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do the interview. And I'm sitting there and, and I actually really at that moment marveled at what is possible nowadays. Because you just have to ask. And and people are just out there and accessible and reachable. And so you're absolutely right, Kat. Like you never know who's watching and where things come from and how things connect, um, which is one of the coolest things. What I find, and this is a message to most of our viewers, is you guys just don't trust the process to try it. And all you have to do is just get out there, like right? So you make some content, worst case, a few people watched it and it gave them and helped them. Best case, it changes your life. I mean, it's like there's no downside of doing it. So anyways, my little side rant there. Um, so Kat, why, uh, how in November, what, what made you say, hey, I think I should launch a course on this topic. Were you getting messages from your following or was this another intuition? Because And like between June and November, what had your following grown to? Yeah. So I think the following was around 300,000 people, maybe, maybe like 400 across the platforms. And in October of 2020, it was actually right when I first started being a digital nomad, got to Sedona, the morning brew had reached out to me. And at the mm -hmm. same time, a business coach had reached out to me and was like, Hey, if you're going to potentially be in the morning brew, like best have a product. And I was like, uh -huh. Oh, touche. So, I mean, the next logical step, right. Was to make an Excel course. 
And I just sat down and dumped out my brain and was like, okay, here are all the things I want to teach, got them in a cool order. And then I sat with that outline for a couple of days, like infusing it with as much creativity as possible. Because after my content, you all cannot have a boring course, you know? <laughs> so I sat there and was like, how can I make this so cool? And then I just ran with it and started building it out. I started selling it before it was done, which was incredibly anxiety inducing method, might I add, but I do it every time because it puts the fire <laughs> under you to get that course out. So I started selling it and then I believe it was fully launched by like mid-December. Oh, wow. I love that. So, and that's one of my favorite things about digital publishing. You got, you didn't hear that. Started selling it before it was even ready. And so, A, that's awesome because you can make money while you're still filming. It inspires you to film <laughs> from personal experience. B, um, you already sold it now. You better film it because so your own paradigms and limitations kind of go out the window because you owe people uh, something you promised. So, okay. So you launched it fully in December. Um, you know, how much did it do right out the gate? Did you, did you do a launch sequence? Did you do a big buildup or were you just like one day like, Hey everyone, here's my course. But I mean, pretty quickly within a couple months, you said it was already making you more. So how are you actually promoting it? Yeah. So in the beginning, I remember I did a Google form because I did like one of those polls on my story and I sent out a Google form, like asking, you know, like, what would you want to see in a course and all these questions. And then I think I sent it to like 30 people. And then I messaged those people after like thanking them and giving them a discount code. So that was my first few sales had come from that. And then Black Friday, I just posted it, put it on sale. And then, yeah, I mean, I really wasn't even posting about it much. Sales just started kind of coming in because fun fact, Excel is one of the top courses on almost every course platform. I didn't realize what I was walking into. I was just like, this is what I love. So I'm going to teach it. But it, it's a very, very popular course topic. So I just had a link to it in my bio. You watch my page now, like I really don't sell much. Um, I just kind of talk about things if they come out, but I haven't really done like formal launches. What I do now, which has been the true financial jumpstart for me was the webinar method. So they're not as much launches, but I do like a free Excel training. And then at the end, if people like my teaching style and want to continue learning with me, I make them an incredible offer that can help them continue that education. Got it. So really for you, it was the dream that many people have is to not sell, to simply say, here's a link, click it if you want, don't if you don't. Um, and that's the link in your bio. Have you found, cause in, in, in our talk, you also mentioned that you were eventually did go viral on Instagram too. And you, you know, you built quite a few, is there one channel versus the other that brings you more sales that you would say lean more towards with your income? Which of them is it? I would say Instagram, just because the diversity oh. of the content types versus okay. TikTok where TikTok, you're very much also at the mercy of the algorithm. So anytime I post about like a webinar, it won't get more than like 50,000 views. Where if I post it on Instagram, like, hey, I'm having this webinar, like it'll get a lot more views on Instagram. And I also like that I could post static posts in addition to reels, in addition to videos, you know, like the diversity of the content's really nice. So where are you right now? Like as far as how many do you have on Instagram? How many do you have on TikTok? So TikTok, I believe, is a little over 750,000. And then Instagram, I think, is like a little over 550,000. Okay, so pretty similar. But even though it's a smaller audience, you're saying you actually think it pulls more for you as far as being a content creator and, and you know, selling courses from there because, A, their algorithm doesn't seem to 
punish you for pitching, quote unquote, or selling something of yours. B, because you can also just post static content, pictures, stuff like that, which helps you keep that audience more engaged. That, that Yeah, and, and the messages it? too. So like I get DMs from people who want bulk orders and things where TikTok, I think you can only get DMs from people who you're actually friends with on it. So sometimes I'll have yeah. people like post a comment, but I get so many comments that I don't really see them, you know? So the the DMs, I've gotten a ton of bulk orders from people just hopping in my DMs. So you do reply to DMs. You're watching those DMs individually. And I always assume, yeah. So here's a good question, because I always assume I'm baffled by people that respond to their DMs. I was listening to a YouTuber recently who said, I reply to every comment um, up until he had a million followers. And I have like 150,000 on YouTube and I'm overwhelmed. Like I can't reply to everyone's comments. How many DMs do you get in a day if you have like 500,000 followers? Probably over a hundred a day. I mean, it depends what I'm like doing too. Like if I okay. post things that incite content, you know, if I post a story and people are commenting on it versus like if I don't post. Um, but I just kind of like skim when I can and then like pull out ones. Cause a lot of times I just get people asking me Excel questions all day long. And as much as I would love to help everyone all the time, it's very, I would spend 24 hours a day answering everyone's Excel problems. So I just kind of like mentally keep them there for future content ideas. But for me, like that's where, you know, I have to draw the line somewhere, but yeah, I would say DMs. And then I'm very good about commenting on my videos too. So like when I post a reel or something, I'll sit there usually for the first few hours that it's out and I'll take like five minutes every hour and just like rapid fire respond to people, you know, give people love. Like I love when people, you know, tell me like, oh, I used it for this, you know, like I like to kind of create that community. It also helps with the algorithm too, right? Because then people hop back on the video to look at what you said. So it kind of just creates more of a dialogue more of a relationship. So that's the other, I, I monitor right when I post too. That, that's going to be the interesting part for me on social media. Cause as soon as you said a hundred a day, I, I got like anxiety. I'm like, oh gosh, that's so many people engaging. Uh, but let's see, let's see how that goes. Um, have you ever tried, and this is me going off topic for a minute, I, just because I happen to be talking to a buddy of mine who has a software company in this. Have you ever tried like automated DM messaging and actually putting up a post that says, hey, if you're interested in this, comment below. And then when they do, it starts like a automated series that actually ends up leading to selling your course because I've got people that are just killing it with this right now. And I'm just curious if you've ever tried it. Yeah, no, I haven't tried it yet. Everything has been just like purely me. Like if you get a message from me, it's like actually me. All my emails have been I, purely me. Yeah, but I do I've, think I've that, especially with high ticket, could be huge. Yeah, I got to connect you to one of my friends who's just, that's his, that's what he does. He built the software that does all that. He's like the expert. At, and I was just chatting with him this morning and on something completely different because he had posted a case study. And I just said, hey, could I use what you just said to scale up advertising for my webinars? using like DMs in your software? And his answer last I saw was yes, and I just haven't engaged with him yet, but how interesting, cool. Um, all right, so Instagram, TikTok, do you do anything with YouTube yet? YouTube Shorts, I'm hearing so much buzz about that. What about that? So I haven't dabbled as much in the YouTube realm yet. Um, there's accounts that like take my content and post it on YouTube, but those aren't actually me. Um, for my I page, uh, I know, I know, with yeah. my profile picture and everything. At least they link back to my courses. I was like, all right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like 
for me, I haven't gone as deep into YouTube because I didn't want to cannibalize my course sales by posting, you know, longer YouTube videos like that could yeah. do that. But um, YouTube shorts, I would potentially get into down the line too. Um, right now, my YouTube channel, it only has like my course, my couple of course trailers on it, but you never know. Uh, so in my journey of having talked to so many social media people right now, like YouTube shorts is like the secret, you know, thing the underground that's just like taken off so you know people are saying that for every one view they get on their normal video they're getting like 20 on shorts and it's like wow that's that's interesting so i haven't even tried it hopefully i'll try it soon um but yeah there's another another avenue for you so let's get a little bit more tactical i'm curious so you get this course out. how many courses do you have now like that if right now if i go to your link i could buy yeah i think i have about 10 they're bundled up in all different ways together too. I have a bunch yeah. of different bundles for people if they use certain programs and things. Um, my website is actually under construction right now. I have a team building out a brand new, beautiful website that I'm so excited about. Um, but yeah, right now I think I have about 10 on there. So how do you get 10 courses out of Excel? Like what are some of the titles? How do you split? I'm curious about that. Oh, it's not just Excel. So I have oh. an Excel, an advanced Excel and a dashboard course. So that's three Excels. And the dashboard one's like a mini one. And then I do PowerPoint, Word, OneNote, Outlook, Teams, Kids Course. Okay, so I think I'm nine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> all. Right. Oh, Google Sheets, 10, 10, 10, 10. Google, Google Sheets. Sheets. Yes. Okay, so how much of that, how much of your sales or your revenue, give me some percentages. Is it still mostly Excel or are you finding that it's starting to spread out? Um, right now it's mostly bundles that include the Excel, but my complete office suite is usually like the best seller every time I do the webinars because it's lifetime access to all the content and these programs aren't going away. So people are like, all right, you know, I might as well invest in it now while it's on sale. So what are your price ranges and what do you sell like price range wise? Yeah. So my main courses like an Excel course, PowerPoint, Word, those ones are $2.97 each. For the mini courses that I have for like Outlook OneNote Teams, those are either 99 or 149. And then my bundles go up to 997 with everything. That was what, so I exactly remember where I was. I was at a firehouse subs, having a sub when I was reading an article about you. <laughs> and of course I went straight to TikTok. I looked at it, I clicked your link. And the first thing I saw 997 almost damn well fell off the chair. I'm like, what? That's incredible. Like she's selling 997 Excel courses. This woman has like magical powers. Um, but then I go and research, you're right. Excel like on Udemy and all these platforms, it is like the number one topic. And I'm like, all right, I mean, it may not be for me, but in, in corporate world, you're right. It's the thing, everything is on Excel. Um, no, that's, that's incredible. So you've got courses from all price ranges. Have you found, you said your bundle sell the best. So is it the 997 that sells the best? Yes. And um, that's only when you do active webinars. What about like on a day-to-day -day base when you're like not actively promoting, is that still what sells best? I'd say on a day-to-day, -day, my accelerator is usually the number one seller. Um, and then sometimes I have like a Microsoft Essentials bundle that's Excel, PowerPoint, Word, that one goes a lot. Um, Google Sheets. So the accelerator, like, how much is that? 297. Okay, so like that $300 range. But if you do a little push, then you can get the people to $1,000 without a problem is what I'm hearing. Um, now, do you do bumps and upsells? I don't even know if, if, if you come from our digital publishing world, we talk about bumps and funnels and upsells and downsells and cross-sells and 
backends and all that. Do you get mess with any of that stuff or it's like, nah, I just, you know, one sale and I'm done. So the ad company I use focuses more on that. So they had built out like the click funnels and they have ads on like um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Google, TikTok. So for the funnels that they built out, they test out different upsells on those. But my stuff, I usually, when I get on the webinar, it's essentially all an upsell to the highest ticket package because it just logically makes the most sense too, based on the pricing I offer on the webinar. It's kind of like a no brainer. So, um, Wow, that that's really cool. And as far as your front end sales page, when when someone again not during a webinar channel, but when they go to um, just click the URL in your profile, do you, is it even a sales page or is it just more like here's what you get, here's a buy button, thank you? Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a sales page up there now that like. I follow, you know, like the little system, here's the pain points, here's the, you know, I, okay, I kind of yeah. followed the That's model. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so but I you did didn't that. initially. Yeah, yeah, so I did that. Um, my boyfriend's in sales, so he helps me uh, kind of okay. figure anything sales related. So we built out those, and then right now the company building my website is creating sales pages for everything. I'm so excited. Wow, nice, okay, great. Um, and then how do you host your courses online? Like what technology are you using so that people can click it, buy it, access it, all that stuff? Yeah, so I use Thinkific and I have it configured with Stripe. So it's a totally seamless, easy system. I've oh. loved, loved, loved working with them. Thinkific, is that what you, that's the first time I'm hearing about this. Is it, it's like, I, I, I expected you would say Teachable. Um, I looked at teachable. teachable, Kajabi, and Thinkific were the three that I'd researched. And I oh. went with Thinkific. So it had amazing customer service and it's super user-friendly. And when I was first starting the business, I was like, I need the easiest platforms because I don't have time to learn all these systems. And Thinkific has been incredible ever since. Wow, that's awesome. All right, Thinkific. I learned something new. I, that's cool. Um, so let's pivot a little bit. I, for people that are watching, right? So I'm not an Excel expert. I'm an expert more in starting online businesses, traffic generation, copywriting is actually my my favorite skill. That's where I've gotten most of my training, which is why I was asking you about your, your sales pages. Um, listen, Kat, I'm gonna level with you. Like I'm not dancing on TikTok, it ain't happening. And TikTok doesn't need me dancing. It's just not a marriage to be had. And I'm sure there's a lot of people watching right now that are just like, you know, I've seen you, I've seen your videos, Kat, you know how to dance. So, most of us don't, we're not gonna do that. We don't wanna. So my curiosity is, what do you think about your channel? Is it, you know, is it the fact that you're having fun and smiling and dancing? Is it the content? Is it like, what makes you unique? And I, I wanna see how, if there's a formula there that we can help people figure out how they can do what you do without doing what you do per se. 100% great question. So a few big things that I think are the main like attributors to my success on the platforms. The first one is unblocking your limiting beliefs before you start putting yourself out there. I think for me, that was huge because I went into this without any voices in my head being like, you can't do this. This is dumb. You know, like all the things that kind of like hold people in place, as you had mentioned before, the limits we have are the ones we place on ourselves. So if you do work on yourself first, that is like, I still think was the biggest attributor to my success because I would have never 
posted myself on the internet, let alone dancing on the internet, if I did not do some kind of inner work first. So, you know, finding a modality that resonates with you, whether it's meditation or there's all different modalities, but doing something where you make yourself a little bit better every single day. Like that for me was massively transformative because by the time I started putting out content, it blew up right away because energetically, like this is a funny story. I turned to my mom in April of 2020. So Miss Excel wasn't even a thought in my mind until June. This was April. I was doing like all this deep inner child work. I'm like in my room on my bedroom floor, listening to these meditations, like going through all this stuff. I come out of my room one day and I'm like, mom, I'm going to be rich and famous soon. So I need you to prepare your nervous system for that. And she's <laughs> cracking up. There was no business, but every cell in my body knew that like something massive was about to happen. I'm, like working my day job, I'm in my parents' house. Like there was no, you know, inkling. I didn't even own a ring light or anything, but I just, I had no idea what I'd even be doing. But inside I was like, I'm about to do something massive. Like everybody hold it down. And <laughs> By the time I actually went to do it, it blew up really quickly because energetically I was already 10 steps ahead versus being in a place that was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. What if people don't like it? What if this? What if that? Like, I was just like, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to do my thing and the world's going to love it and let's go. And the whole thing just kind of like ran from there. So my entire business has been inbound leads. So I've never like spam emailed a hundred companies being like, work with me, this, that, like everything, every press outlet I've been in. Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, like probably 50 different media outlets at this point, with the way the articles have gone viral. And I have not reached out to any of them. I never had a press team. Like everything has flown into my inbox. Every like big corporate deal, bulk sale, like every day there is just opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. And I attribute that to my energetic alignment because I just knew that I owned a multi-million dollar business and I was riding through time to get there. So that was like my big first thing. Cause like so many people could just sabotage themselves right off the bat. If you go into a business being like, this is probably not going to work. It's probably not going to work. You know, where if, if you rewire your mind, our minds are completely malleable. So there's so many different modalities to essentially rewire your limiting beliefs that have been conditioned since childhood. So for me, that like groundwork was so, so, so important. Second thing with my actual content, polarity is what I think really drives the algorithm. So when I took two things that traditionally should not have been combined together, right? Excel and dancing and combine them together, that creates a level of friendly polarity to the content. So when the video goes out, whether you like Excel or you don't, so many people were commenting on it, where if it was just my Excel screen, people would have probably been like, oh, an Excel video, swipe. Where when they saw, they're like, what is this girl doing? And they'd comment on it. So whether they hated it, whether they loved it, it had a sense of polarity to it that drove it through the algorithm and helped it get off the ground in the early stages because it was something that people had never done before. And for me, the driver of that was really just combining what I love, which I think multiplied it because I was showing up so passionate every day to be able to combine all the things I love to do in one place. So like, if you don't like dancing, should not dance, you know, just finding things that you love and like having that creative spin on it too really helps. Now, the third thing is just making sure obviously the basics, like the content is clear that you don't have words cut off on the sides, on the top, on the bottom. Like I see so many great pieces of content with the text cut off on the screen and the algorithm won't pick that up. So it's really just making sure, you know, everything's nicely on the screen. Your camera's clear. Your sound is clear using trending music. 
and just following your heart and your passion and what lights you up. And then also just taking time to be creative and going inward and seeing what lights you up. So that was my biggest like challenge in the beginning was kind of like by like hacking backwards what I did to go viral because it wasn't necessarily the content. I was sitting there I'm like, how did I get these viral ideas and trying to work backwards in my brain being like, how do I do that? Cause all of a sudden I would get this like intuitive hit or like a vision or something where I'm like, Oh, that's what I have to do. So I made it my mission for the first few months of my business to be like, how can I get into a flow state more often? And the biggest piece that I found to help me get there was one, splitting my days out into masculine and feminine energy days. So not necessarily a male, female masculine energy is more of the iced coffee, the to-do list, getting all these things done. And the feminine energy days, I really wouldn't work much. So I'd be out in nature, hiking, yoga, like getting into a flowy, creative state. And then by the time I sat down to come up with these ideas, they would just flow through. And also fun fact, if you have a passive income business, you tend to make the most money on the feminine energy days because you're in a receiving energy versus that push, go, go, go. So like I used to, when I first started, try to sit and think of a viral idea at 8 PM after working my day job and then my side hustle. And then I'd sit down and be like, all right, where's this viral idea without leaving that space for it to come through. So that's been another really big part of this is leaving the space for the creative hits. So I'll like give myself at least an hour to start brainstorming ideas. And usually after that one hour mark, ideas start pouring in. So just leaving that space for creativity has been huge as well. Gosh, everyone go back, like rewind last, I don't know, five, six, seven, 10 minutes, watch it again, because there is gold in what she just talked about. I agree with every single thing you said, Kat. And I just want to add a couple of things to it. One, could not agree with the last point you said of leaving that this push and pull that us entrepreneurs get into, it is really difficult not to do it. It's common, it's natural. Most people who are entrepreneurs are gonna be type A, we like control. And what's so weird is the more we try to control it, the, the more we lose control of it. And I'll tell you where I learned this lesson and I'm still trying to master it, but you know, it'll take me some time. I was listening to someone talk about relationships and we talk about a completely different topic. It was relationships. And this guy's talking about like a husband wife relationship. And he's like, the reason a lot of marriages don't work out is because both parties are trying to control the other person. Right. And they want the other person to do certain things, certain ways. And that control becomes suffocation. It becomes nagging. It becomes annoying. And it just leads the relationship down this negative alley and eventually they end up not getting what they wanted and they end up growing further apart. And I'm listening to this, I'm like, holy crap, this this resonates with me for like everything. Like this is the same as, you know, cause people always say the more you chase money, the less you'll make of it. And that never made any sense to me until I put it in this perspective where I thought, huh, the more you try to control it, manipulate it, the more you try to change it, it doesn't wanna be with you. It doesn't like you because you're not letting it flow. So I've also restructured my days. I do not do any meetings on Mondays and Fridays. Um, And that rule, sometimes I'll change if it's necessary. But Mondays and Fridays are my days for taking in content, uh, for reading, researching, watching YouTube, uh, interviews, podcasts, and or just doing nothing. And I have found those to be some of the most helpful days. It was actually in that moment that I found you. 
right? I was, it was a Monday. I was at lunch at Firehouse Subs and I was just hanging out by myself um, and uh, just clicking around and going down the rabbit hole on, on my phone. And it led to this interview, which, which has been awesome. So uh, let your guys have that room. I mean, I, I cannot express or stress this enough. Give yourself the room to do that. Um, the second thing you said was so interesting, and I want everyone to take a note of it, is that polarity, because you're 100% right. I, I don't like Excel. I don't care for Excel. I'm not your target demographic at all, Kat. But when I saw your video, I was like, what is she doing? Like, and then and you're just having fun. And I'm like, why is she having so much fun with Excel? Is she weird? Like, this is just doesn't make any sense to me. And that made me click further. And I'm like, is she having this much fun on every video? And then I was just like, all right, she's just crazy enough that I need to talk to her because I don't understand what's going on here. Um, and that made me follow you. And I'm like, why am I following a person who talks about Excel? I don't even like Excel. But I'm like, well, because she's interesting. I want to see where she goes and what she does. And you're 100% right about that. One thing is on my personal note, everyone, I talked about this with Kat earlier before we started the episode. I was like, this is the only, this podcast is the only thing I've ever committed to from a content perspective and stuck like 250 some episodes now. And it's because of something Kat said, I found a way to reframe this podcast to something that would serve me and I would enjoy. And because of that, I look forward and I fever. No one else works. People ask me, Hey, who books your guests? You can ask Kat. I reached out. There's no assistant. There's no producer. That's me. I'm picking every guest. I'm talking to every guest. Um, and it was because I have one simple rule. I don't bring on necessarily celebrities and all that. I bring on people who I'm like, I wanna know what the heck you're doing. Like I wanna decode your brain so I can learn from it. And that was my hack. That's what got me doing what I'm doing. But next, now that I wanna go into social media, I, I am very inspired with what Kat said because I am gonna figure out, okay, my TikTok does not need to be like everybody else's. What's gonna make me different? What do I, and how, and how am I going to look forward to shooting those TikTok videos? Because I'll tell you right now, if someone came to me, my social media expert said, all right, Onik, today we're going to dance to these different songs and you're going to point and do this. I, I would genuinely hide. I would run away and I would be unlocatable um, because that's how much anxiety I'd have about that, right? So I'll find something fun. So Kat, so epic, so awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I want everyone to watch it again. What's next for you? So you've got, you said, I caught it before you said, I'm 10 steps ahead. So where is Kat right now in her mind where the business was going to follow? This will be a billion dollar business. We are just riding through time to get there. And there are just so many different avenues and that I have going on right now, different ways that we're going to get there. But really, I just want to spread my impact, keep helping millions and millions of people and grow this through a way that feels great. I just want to keep following what lights me up, what feels good. I know like more short-term, I can never really ever predict long-term because I couldn't have predicted any of the things that happened to me. Like one email can change my life. Like these things come in every single day. Um, but as of right now, the current plan is Q1. I have been buttoning up the business. So it grew really quickly in the last, like, especially Q4. Intuitively, I knew I was like Q4 2021. That's where this whole thing's really going to pick up. And that happened to be when that decoder episode came out on and the verge article came out and then all these different turned into this like 
media frenzy with like 50 articles came out around the world. So, and then next thing you know, I had so many people reaching out. So I kind of always knew Q4 and now Q1, I am scaling through self-care. So I'm scaling the business and getting everything down and self-care to me is looking like delegating some things. So I've been a one woman show for so long. So between my website creation, I hired an awesome team. The ads team is starting to get things out there, like hiring my first virtual assistant to help me with my emails and customer service type things, and really just doing things to take more off my plate so I can stay in my zone of genius and just getting the business into this well-oiled machine where it just is kind of running itself. Like I want it to be able to run without me aside from my content creation. So that's my little creative outlet. But, you know, like in terms of if I want to go away for a week and go off the grid, I need someone handling my emails and my content and things. So that's really where Q1 I'm going. And then Q2, I'm already just like plotting these new lines of courses in more of business coaching type area. And ever since that Forbes article came out, I was named one of the top social media influencers of 2021 by Forbes. Ever since that happened, I've had so many people reaching out being like, hey, can you teach your spin on creating content, creating courses, building a business, scaling it so quickly? So I want to create a line of courses more so in that area with how I merge energetics with business. Because what I do is really 50% spiritual, 50% business. I am doing like wild meditations over my content before I post it. Like I'm always doing more like woo-woo type things and combining that to have the business scale effortlessly where I've really, I can name the amount of times I've been like stressed about Miss Excel on one hand. It's really never been a stressful business at all. Or compared to my day job, I was stressed out all the time. So I had bosses and deadlines and things where working for myself, the whole thing's just been super fluid and fun and aligned and like really showing people how to find their purpose and unblock their limiting beliefs and get themselves to a place where they're truly happy. It's probably going to be my next area of courses. And I've been starting to do more motivational talks lately and companies have been bringing in to teach on these things. So that'll be another, another phase upcoming. That's awesome. Well, listen, what you really meant to say about how you're going to get to a billion dollar business is you were on Forbes and Verge and that's all good, but now you're on the fighting entrepreneurs. This is going to be, this is going to be where things just absolutely take off. Um, but ser- that's awesome. Hey, have you, um, Jokes aside, have you heard of Mind Valley? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, right alongside of where you're going with your coaching for business and some of the stuff that you're talking about, it just it feels like a really good home for you. I think you should look more into them. I, I know, well, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but the founder of that company and I used to be friends long back. And I just know that's the, I mean, same lingo, same language. That's the route he's gone. But um, there's a massive, massive market. I've been in this industry of business coaching, helping people start businesses now for 20 years. And there's a huge, huge market for what you just said. So I'm not going to be surprised if that's the next big thing for you. So, man, Kat, this has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Miss.excel on TikTok. What is your Instagram handle? What is your website? Please throw all the URLs out. Yeah, so it's Miss.excel on Instagram and on TikTok. And then I'm Kat Norton on LinkedIn. You want to follow me on LinkedIn, starting to grow that audience a bit more now too. I also have a Twitter that I just started using more recently. It's the Miss Excel on Twitter. And then my website is currently under construction, but right now it's miss-excel.com. 
awesome. So miss-excel.com, probably by the time we release this episode, maybe her website will be done. So go check that out. And of course, follow her on all of her different social media handles um, and uh, learn, seriously, watch what she's doing and learn from it. Uh, Kat, congrats on all your amazing success. If there's anything we here at Learn or Fighting Entrepreneur can do for you, please, please, please do reach out to us. Um, I'll leave you with any closing words for those who are listening. Thank you so much for having me. First off, this was so fun. I'm just so like buzzing with energy right now and lit up after talking with you. This has been an incredible time. And my biggest piece of advice, if you are on the fence right now about starting a business, putting yourself out there, going on social media, just do it and take messy action. Nothing has to be perfect. Just getting a first version of something out there and you learn and you grow from it and it grows from there. My first few TikToks were pretty rogue, if you ask me now. <laughs> but, you know, if I never took that step and put that out there and followed my gut and followed my intuition, I wouldn't have gotten to the place where I am today and I wouldn't be filled with so much happiness today compared to where I was. So really just take that bet on you. That's it's all that matters is you taking the bet on you. Amazing, amazing advice. Growing up, I always thought Nike's slogan was so stupid it made no sense. It wasn't until I became an adult that I realized it's the most brilliant slogan. Just do it. Seriously, just go out there and do it. Great advice. Kat, I hope to have you back soon and get an update on all the great success you're having. Congrats again. Keep going out and inspiring everybody. For those of you listening, make sure you subscribe, onicpodcast.com. Go follow Kat and just go do it. That's what you need to do. This is Onik reminding you when life pushes you, stand straight, smile, and push it the heck back. We'll see you at the top of your own mountain. Go fight for your dreams. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Fighting Entrepreneur with your host, Onik Singhal.